0: com slash ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping, dailyharvest.com Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 252 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Ashley Regal. Ashley lives in Rayford, North Carolina, and she is a former fourth grade teacher, now a stay-at-home mom, but she also sells athletic and athleisure wear. So welcome, Ashley.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me, Jen. It's such an honor to be here.
0: Well, it is so nice to talk to you today. You know, I always love to talk to another teacher. Yes. Because I will yes. always be a teacher. That's just <laughs> That's how it is. Once you're a teacher, you're always a teacher. It's true. Now this episode doesn't come out till November 1st, but it's it's right now we're recording it. It is August fourth, and it is the day that my teacher friends, where I taught, all went back to school today. This is the first day of school for the kids, and I mean they had to go back. The teachers had to go back July twenty eighth, and I'm like, oh my lord! But you know, I'm still on Instagram, so watching all the first day of school photos. Do you miss that too, as a teacher, former teacher? Oh, I so do.
1: I miss the first day of school and all the beginning of the school Uh year stuff and the excitement and the new year, but. I don't miss having to go back right. um, at the beginning of August. So
0: well I was sitting on the porch this morning drinking my coffee, looking at the ocean looking at the photos of the first day of school so oh, that was perfect <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know it is what it is but it's anyway, it's nice to have you here so you know I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that?
1: Oh, absolutely. So I am a chatter. So this is kind of a long winded story, but I promise I I'll bring it back around. Well, so we love all
0: the details. We, we don't mind at all.
1: I'm very detail oriented myself. So I would say that a little bit over three years ago, around about February of 2019, I found myself rapidly gaining weight, and I was unable to stop it. I just could not the brakes on. So while I had always been someone who had had to keep an eye on like what I ate and felt like I had to exercise in order to compensate. I hate that word, but compensate for maybe poor food choices. This time period in my life was it was just
0: different. Now, do you know what caused it?
1: So at that time, I absolutely do in hindsight, right? Because hindsight is 2020. So at that point in my life, I was 31 years old. And we had been married for a couple of years and had decided that we wanted to start our family. Also noteworthy to know about me, I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis when I was when I was 20 years old. So I had been on some different, you know, there's no cure for MS, but they have different disease modifying therapies. So I had been on some different medicines at that point to help manage my MS. And we knew going into that time period of family planning that we were going to have to alter the course of my medication to make it safe to have a family. So that was the point where we decided to do that. And so I switched my medications. So I know that that is what completely freaked my body out, because I had been on this medication for so long, and it was so used to it. I mean, that particular medication, I believe at that point, I had been on for at least five years. So it was a once-a-month infusion. My body was used to it. Um, in addition to that, I was also taking some medication to help combat fatigue, and that is a stimulant medication that I'm sure we can't say what the brand the pill is, but I was taking that, and I think that was also helping with uh, maybe suppressing my appetite. Maybe. Uh, you can actually say it. What was it? It was Adderall
0: okay. that they had well,
1: prescribed.
0: You know, a hundred percent, you know, as as a teacher, you know, when we had kids who were taking ADHD medication such as Adderall or or other like, it would absolutely suppress the kid's appetite. Like you remember the kids would not want to eat their lunch and yeah. Right. I
1: completely recall that. So I had to, of course, not only change my MS medication to make it safe to try to have a baby, but I had to come off of that Adderall. So, And that was really difficult and really challenging, even though it was a super low dose. And I thought, no big deal. What difference does it make? But my body sure did think it was a huge difference, incredible difference. So simultaneously at that time, my husband and I completed our first permanent change of station. He is in the United States military. He's in the army. And so right at that same time in my life, we left the place that I was born and raised in Colorado, all my family and friends were there, my teaching career was there. And boom, I had to give that up (laughs) and move out of state away from all my friends and family and everything I knew for the first time in my life. So I think it was a lot happening, you know, just simultaneously. And so consequently, my body freaked out, and the weight just completely started piling on. And I always say it was like a freight train. I probably put on, I bet, 25 pounds in a matter of months. And I am 5'5". So 25 pounds in a matter of months is a significant a difference. You know, everything was poofy. And not to mention just the inflammation is one of the things. I've been very blessed and have not really experienced major disability progression from my MS. But inflammation is one of the things that I do struggle with, you know, in my joints and then just your body. So I noticed that that it just was a lot of that happening all at once.
0: It is. It's scary when your body is suddenly changing that quickly, because that happened to me when we when we moved in in 2005, when I put on 50 pounds in 18 months. And it it was right when I was quitting the diet pills, we moved to a different state. I didn't have my doctor who had prescribed them anymore. And we were in a different place, started a new job. It was very stressful. And even though it, we had moved back to Augusta, it was still a new county, all that. But again, 50 pounds in 18 months, my body just went crazy. And it was like every month I needed different pants.
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. And I was in the same exact position and thought, How do I stop this? So, of course, I went back to all the things that I had previously tried. Uh, Like I said prior, I feel like I'm always somebody who had to kind of watch what I ate. So, I could maintain a pretty average healthy weight by watching what I ate or, you know, cutting out certain food groups. I had tried the low carb thing for a while. And all these things that I went back to that I continued to try to return to that had been previously successful in my 20s were no longer working it just it was not making a difference at all. And so I eventually stumbled upon a book written by a beach body coach. And so I'm sure I can't say the you name can of it. You say her. it. Yes, okay. you can. I'm like, okay, so I believe it was it was Shaleen Johnson. I knew
0: that was who it was going to be. I'm like predicting in my head, Shailene right. Johnson.
1: Yeah. And so she had written a book at that point, And I don't know if she had broken with Beachbody or what what the issue was, but she had a whole backstory about over calorie restriction and the whole book. And her, her book
0: was called The 131 Method. Yes. I was trying to remember. I was like, is it 271? I mean, no, I 131. I was just thinking about that book the other day. I was like, whatever happened to that one? Because you don't hear about that anymore. But yeah, The 131 Method. I remember that.
1: Yeah. So at this point I picked up that book and I was reading it and I don't even remember the exact premise. I, I should have gone out. It's actually sitting out in my garage waiting to be donated because I, that's part of all the beauty of this is I'm like, <laughs> get rid of these diet books. Wasn't that it something
0: like you did keto for some of it, then you stopped doing keto and then you did, it was like some cycling. Was it like yes. like carb cycling with some yes. fasting?
1: Yes, it was yeah. very intricate and very hard. Lots of, yes, it was hard. See,
0: I, was, I had my Facebook groups at the time, which is how I knew that that was in there because people were like jumping on that bandwagon because it was fasting. And so they would come in and talk about it. But the fact that no one talks about it anymore and I was wondering about what happened to it means it probably, I don't think it really took no, off. Yeah. No,
1: I don't think it did either. And so but what it did do for me was introduce me to this concept of intermittent fasting, right? I thought, okay, there is something there. So what that did is it prompted me to Google what is intermittent fasting, right? And then, of course, I continued to do a little bit of rudimentary research on my own, and stumbled upon your book, which was Delay, Don't Deny. Yeah,
0: that's the one that was out back then. Yes.
1: And so I immediately ordered it um, handy dandy Amazon, right? And so I was super excited. And such a quick read, but it was so incredibly relatable. And I just immediately resonated and connected with your story. I know with you being a teacher and me being a teacher, it's just the tone that you wrote it in was so conversational. And so, I mean, it will always hold such a special place in my heart. So I, I know I'm a huge fan of fast feast repeat. And that's the one that I recommend constantly now because it is so much more comprehensive, but goodness me, I, that book delay, don't (laughs) deny. I like I, my dad currently has my copy. I said, don't you lose that. That's my original. So I just such, (laughs) and it was like a light bulb went off in my mind. And I actually read that book, sitting in the hospital, my husband had torn his ACL and his meniscus while we were there in Arizona. And we were only supposed to be there for six months. So he had to have a full blown knee replacement. So I, I was stuck up with him in Tucson waiting for him to get out of this surgery and read this whole book cover to cover on August 1st, 2019. So just Just over three years ago.
0: Oh, I love that. Like we're really right at your three year fast anniversary as of this recording day. I love that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I didn't even realize it until it popped up on my memories. You know, I have like a little app that has um, your memories and it shows pictures from over the years. And I had taken a picture of the cover of your book. I am definitely a rip off the Band-Aid gal. And so I did, I started right away. I thought I'm in the hospital. There's nothing but cruddy overpriced food anyway. So what better day to just start, right? So I did go ahead and start fasting on August 1st, 2019. And then had some interesting stuff happen after that, which was, of course, I wanted to lose the weight. And I actually did not see any significant weight loss for the next 10 months but continued to stick with intermittent fasting because I knew in the back of my mind, this was the answer. I always say it's a God thing, but it's whatever it is, that voice in the back of your head. I absolutely knew that this had to be the answer. And even though it wasn't necessarily showing up on the scale, I knew that there was some other stuff going on and I had a lot going on in my body at that time. And I
0: I bet you prior to that, you'd been gaining weight rapidly. Yes. And this, at this point, the weight gain stopped.
1: It stopped. And to me, that was a humongous victory that I could just finally find something. I had found something that put the brakes on this thing that I could not control. Well, see,
0: I think that that's a very important thing. I mean, that right there, if for anyone who's listening, if you have been having rapid weight gain, like I went through and you've been through here, Ashley, in your story, and then you start intermittent fasting and you don't see weight loss right away, but the weight gain stops, you know, something positive is happening.
1: Right, right. Of course, I was sold on it. And I know I would go home back home to Colorado and visit. And my stepmom would say, are you still doing that fasting thing? Are you still doing that fasting thing? Like, yes. And then, of course, at that time, it probably felt a little bit like, well, why? Right. If you're not seeing these results. But honestly, at that point, I had just decided I cannot do any of this other stuff anymore. It just, I absolutely, I knew in my heart that it was working. It may not be working on the scale that I wanted it in the ways I wanted it to, but I knew that it was working on other things. And I knew that I had put my body through a lot and that I just needed to give it time to adjust. So, and I honestly, looking back, do not know how I still stuck with it over those 10 months just because... In hindsight, that's not something that I think I would have done, I think. And now when I talk to other people about fasting and they're struggling, it's hard for for people when they're not seeing those results that they have in their mind initially to stick with something. But I am so glad that I did, that I stuck with it because it, it has done incredible things in my life since then.
0: So 10 months, no weight loss at all, but you're sticking with it. And you're feeling good and you're not gaining anymore.
1: Right, right. And so we at that point had continued to try to get pregnant. And so we were still struggling, right. And so then eventually later that year, we decided to seek out the help of a fertility specialist. And then of course, there comes more medications, right? So now I'm still throwing more medications at my body. So it's not any kind of mystery to me why, again, I continued to not see the weight loss, but stopped the weight gain at that time. Lots of things being added and thrown at my body. But I still throughout that time continued to fast and try out different window lengths. I mean, I was listening to all your podcasts at that, at that point in time. And I would go on these long walks. And I mean, cause it was so hot in Arizona, that was all I could bring myself <laughs> to do. And so I would listen to these podcasts and just binge them and listen to all the different people tell their different stories. And, and I honestly was probably changing things around too much, not giving things enough time to really take hold. But I think that's, I think we do that right. When we feel so out of control, we tend to So, I mean, I was trying everything and I even tried ADF at one point, alternate daily fasting and was probably overindulging in particular on my up days, right? And so I wasn't seeing any of that weight loss that I wanted to see, but I did, I did stick with it. And I would say I kind of fluctuated maybe five to eight pounds within that time. So that was enough, even at that point to motivate me to just stick with it, right? And so I did. Eventually, in June of 2020, we became pregnant with our son, Hudson. Yes. And so after many, many months of trying to become a mama, finally, that happened for us. So I always say, Maybe that's what it was doing. You know what I mean? Like, because we just had unexplained infertility. Um, we went through all the tests and all the things and there was just no real reason they could find for
0: it. So you didn't have PCOS or anything I that did they, yet I wonder what your fasted insulin levels had been. It would have been so interesting. I know. know. I wish I had beginning fasted insulin levels for myself. Like if I could go back in time and have that data, I would love to have it.
1: Right. And so all of that to say that to me, that was worth it, right? So June of 2020 hits, we find out we're pregnant, we're over the moon. So of course, the fasting stops,
0: right? Because we do not recommend that you fast when you're pregnant. That's the time to listen to your body. And that doesn't mean you have to wake up and start shoving food in your mouth at 6am or whatever and eat more than your body needs. Really become intuitive work on nourishing your body, but don't do any formal intermittent fasting.
1: Sure. And so, and I actually kind of fell into, I always compare it to when you first start, you first start dating somebody and you have like the happy weight gain. I mean, I was just so in love with this baby that was finally in my belly that I feel like I was like, Oh, well, we're gonna eat all the things, right? (laughs) And so definitely put on quite a bit of weight at that point with that pregnancy, I started out that pregnancy. Again, I am five, five. So I started out that pregnancy at 154 pounds, which was I'm comfortable in the mid one thirties is really what I always feel like is my fighting, my fighting weight, right? I feel good there. Lower one thirties would be like, great, but I'm realistic that I'm in my thirties now and that, you know, mid one thirties. So I always say that I was about 20 pounds heavier than what I really ideally wanted to be the day we found out we were pregnant with Hudson. So I went into that pregnancy about 20 pounds heavier than what I wanted to be. And I did put on 53 pounds during that pregnancy. So I've, I mean, I can't even believe I'm saying this out loud, but, and I didn't even know um, until I got my hospital paperwork, honestly, what I weighed the day I delivered. Because they weigh you in that bed. Yes. Yeah, and so I didn't even realize it, but I, at five five, I was up to two hundred and seven pounds.
0: Well, you know that's funny that you they weigh you in your bed because when I had my first son, they weighed me in the bed, and of course with that one, I was one hundred and sixty three pounds delivering with my first right. son, right? Tiny. And yeah. Well, I was because I, you know, and then when I had Will, though, they're eighteen months apart, and. I was in a different hospital, in a different place, in a hospital. I would not recommend – one star would not recommend – no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) It was not – but it wasn't the same experience. I had in my other hospital, like the nurse called me from the front desk and said – do you? Can you tell me how much you weigh? I'm like, what oh. happened to weighing beds? And I also don't want to say that number out loud in front no of Chad. Kidding. No, no I can't kidding. tell you how much I weigh. Right? <laughs> it
1: was oh not. My goodness. She
0: wasn't even in there. She was on the intercom. I was like, no, I cannot. Anyway, the beds are much better. I like when they just weigh you in the bed. And you don't have to know. Anyhow, so yeah, 207. I get it. You know, I saw 210. Oh, and it was just
1: insanity to me. I mean, of course, I had never, ever seen that number. And so you deliver. And I thought, well, this baby's only seven pounds, three ounces. So where's the rest? (laughs) Where's the rest of that? So left the hospital. I remember we came home and I weighed myself and I was 180 something, right? So you, you lose some of that pregnancy weight from delivery, but still So inflamed, so, you know, but that's all part of the process, right? So having had MS, I knew going into my pregnancy and my delivery that we were only going to be able to breastfeed for six weeks. And my doctor really wanted me to have an infusion no later than six weeks postpartum to prevent a relapse. I had a bunch of mom guilt going into that, knowing that I wasn't going to be able to breastfeed very long. But it also gave me time to really think about, what that postpartum period was going to look like for myself. When Hudson was six weeks old, I had my first postpartum infusion. And two days later,
0: my husband deployed to Iraq. Oh my gosh, I can't so, even imagine how stressful yeah. that would be. Yeah. Uh, with a six a six week old. And by the way, I just want to throw out there, we got to lose the mom guilt, right? Oh yeah. I, I oh, was yeah. the set, you know. I, I've talked about it before. Cal was five weeks early, so he couldn't latch on. And I called the pediatrician's office, hysterical. He was like ten days old and he wasn't eating, and it was awful. And they're like, "Give him some formula." I'm like, "I can't." Right? And they're like, "You can just do it. He needs just to eat." Do it. And I did. Then he stopped crying. Yep. Isn't
1: that amazing that so when a they're fed, fed, fed they're happy. baby?
0: Yeah, a fed baby is the most important thing. Of yeah.
1: All, so and now um, going into this second experience, uh-huh. um, I am I'm like so much more relaxed. <laughs> so,
0: so we'll get yeah. to that part. Yeah. I know a yeah. secret that everyone doesn't yes, know you yet. You do. You do know <laughs> so a secret. Your husband deployed, and you have a six-week-old baby. And yes, and so I knew. I had a girlfriend, my
1: best girlfriend that I have been friends with since first grade. Melissa flew out, of course, saved the day from Colorado. She's like, I am there for you, girl. I'm coming out to meet this baby. She was so amazing, dropped everything. She has two kids of her own. She came out to be with me. that week right after my husband deployed. And she and I were having conversations about diet and about losing weight and about how your body is so much different after you have children. And I she and I just had this amazing, really open, honest conversation. And I just said, Miss, I'm done. I'm done with the dieting. I don't ever. Now that I have this child in my life, I don't ever want him to see me. Have this negative relationship with food and with exercise that I have spent my entire life having I just cannot do it and I refuse to do it So no matter how long this takes and I know I haven't had great success with it But I know that this is what is going to work I just know it in my heart and I don't care if it takes Six months or six years. This is what i'm doing and I know that it's going to work I just I knew that it was and I had nothing to fall back on that really no proof that it was going to work Weight loss wise, but I I returned to it So I did immediately start again there at six weeks postpartum I jumped right back into a 20-hour fast with a four-hour eating window. It felt good It felt comfortable to me. Of course, I wasn't having to cook meals for a husband at home. because it was just me (laughs) I think that also helped I don't always you know, I don't necessarily recommend that when I'm talking to people about fasting. But for me and my lifestyle at that point, that worked, that fasting timeline worked. And I um, had really resounded myself to the fact that I wanted to be able to eat every day. I didn't want to be doing alternate daily fasting to help quickly lose the baby weight, I wanted slow, sustained, manageable weight loss. And so 24 is is pretty much what I settled into, like a, a nice stretched out, one meal a day. And I know you described this in other other podcasts about, you know, kind of opening with like treating it like a a five-star meal, right? And so that is kind of how I would treat it. And really just settled into that and immediately started to see slow, steady, sustained weight loss. So I am kind of a, a note note taker and a data keeper. And so I know that I started off that second round where I really committed Back to intermittent fasting at six weeks postpartum. I started out at 177 pounds. Um, was where I started. And that was mid April. I would say April 15th-ish of 2020. And so I started out there. 2021. Um, 2021, excuse me. I was like, wait a
0: minute, we've gone back in time. Okay. No, you have (laughs) it. You're correct. Mid April of 2021. You were at Mm -hmm. 177. You started back.
1: Yes. And I just slow and steady. So I, you know, and of course, again, I was home by myself. So I didn't have family out here. So I was really on my own as a first time parent. And so the primary caregiver and had to integrate movement in a way that was manageable for me. So prior periods in my life, I mentioned that I would exercise to kind of compensate for things that I ate. I was a big You know, I did a lot of different beach body workout programs and I did Orange Theory. When I was teaching full time, I would get up in the morning and go to their 5 a.m. class, which is like a hit workout class, really high intensity, hour long circuit training. And so that was the other thing that I talked about with my girlfriend when she was out here. I just said, I can't I don't have time for that. I mean, at this season of my life, I don't, I cannot jump into, I don't want to be putting Hudson down to bed and then feeling like I have to go do a, a one hour workout video. I don't have time for that. You know, I had decided at that point where the activity you're going to do is something that you enjoy that you can do with your baby. And I would just take walks. Mm -hmm. That was it. That was the only exercise that I incorporated during that postpartum period was walking slow and steady. It started to come off. I think that first week, you know, it was a lot of inflammation, but I was taking, I was weighing daily and then taking a weekly average as you suggest, which was (laughs) such an incredible game changer for me because I am definitely a person who is, you know, my day used to My mood at the beginning of the day used to ride on that scale, Yeah, what that scale said in the morning. And I feel so sorry for that girl. I want to go back and give her a hug and say, it doesn't have to be like this, you know, because it doesn't. And so having that daily way with the weekly average allowed me to see that downward trend that you talk about. And was it always downward? No, some weeks it stayed the same. And some weeks, oh my goodness, (laughs) gas, it might go up a pound or a pound and a half. And I wouldn't, I just, again, I just had this overwhelming calmness of it's going to take however long it's going to take, but this is the answer. And I can't explain it any other way than that, that it was just, I just knew that that was, this is how it was going to be. And so I continued to fast and my husband was deployed. And of course, my goal was to be down to my goal weight by the time he returned from deployment. And so he did return, he came home right before my birthday in November of 2021. And at that point, I was just shy of my goal weight. I think that day that he came home, I weighed in at like 142. I was just having a hard time cracking into those 130s. But I was wearing clothes at that point that I hadn't been able to wear since I weighed
0: 125 pounds, 127 pounds. Body recomposition in action right there.
1: It was incredible. And so even though I am somebody who tends to get hung up on that scale, it didn't bother me the same way that you, were the had size
0: that you had been in the one twenties. Yes. See, that's remarkable. And I felt fantastic. I felt
1: amazing being a single parent for lack of a better term, during that time with a newborn, and then eventually, you know, a two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight month old on my own, I should have been absolutely exhausted. And I wasn't the energy that I had from fasting. I mean, those are the things that would keep you going, right? The weeks when you're like, well, my weekly average is a little up. That's what kept me. I'm like, but I feel so good, <laughs> you know, and so it was enough to keep me to keep me going. And so, eventually, I did. I wrote it out and thought, okay, we're just going to see. Like this is fine. I feel great. Um, I'm fitting in clothes that I haven't been able to fit in since I was in high school. This is good. So we're just going to write it out. My body's going to land wherever it wants to land. Slowly but surely, I did eventually drop into the 130s. My goal weight was 137 because I wanted a nice round number. Um, Of course, I would have, I really wanted to be 135. But since I started off at 177, I liked the the nice round number of 40 pounds, right? To lose 40 pounds. Well, that's
0: how I came up with my initial goal weight, because 75 seemed like a really good number. So yeah.
1: Yeah. And so I did, just shy of nine months after restarting my intermittent fasting journey postpartum. I did surpass that goal weight of 137. Two days later, we found out that we were pregnant with our second son.
0: (laughs) Uh, There's the surprise. I love it. And say this time you weren't even trying.
1: No, not even. (laughs) No, not at all. I mean, trying in the sense that we had the conversation of, Do you think it would be nice to have another baby? Sure. I think it would be nice to have another baby. We'd like them to be two, two and a half years apart. And Mm. and this little guy is due October 1st and they will be 19 months apart.
0: Well, (laughs) I'm telling you what, buckle up because mine are 18 months apart. But you know what? I wouldn't have had it any other way. No. And like, we were just starting to talk about the second one. And a good friend of mine, also a Melissa, my, my college roommate is Melissa, but she, um, she and I had our first children at the same time. Like she got pregnant and she's like, I'm pregnant. I'm like, well, then I guess I better get pregnant too. And so immediately at four months later, I was pregnant. too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so our first, but then her second, she's like, I guess we'll have our second now. I'm like, all right. So I got pregnant like first month trying it Took her another year to have her second, but I'm one of those people of, I'm just like, all right, I guess we'll try bam pregnant. See, which we were not
1: anticipating that after all of the headache that we had and the turmoil and the heartache trying to conceive Hudson, I fully anticipated that it would take that long again. So it was such a beautiful surprise. I'd be lying if I didn't say that I'm a little nervous to have two under two, but I think it'll be so wonderful to have them
0: it is, and you you then you like have all the stuff around that you need, and you don't have to get rid of the stuff and get more stuff. You just still have the stuff, and then right, you, know, you just can need a and double double don't. stroller. Yes, fun tip: yes. we couldn't use the side by side double strollers. Oh, you couldn't? No, because like they would like beat each other. <laughs> See? Someone was crying all the time when they were side by side. They weren't like sweet side by side. No, they had to be so I separated. Better wait. I yes. better
1: wait to buy the side by side and see uh-huh, how they uh-huh, get along. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, because okay. he'll be just, you know, Cal would be poking Will in the face. And he wasn't being uh-huh. mean. It was just there he was. You know. He's there to mess with. <laughs> yeah. You gave me this brother. so uh-huh. We needed expect? the front back. Tandem, is sure. that what that's called? And anyway, yes. We needed a tandem stroller. Just a little tip from me to oh. you. But I, I will wait. I'm so glad you said that because we know hun- what you're having. We are having another little boy. Okay, I thought that you might have said that. And that yeah. And then,
1: yep. So two boys and then we, we're we done. That's it. We're yeah. good. <laughs> yep. So two boys. <laughs> and so I'm, I'll be a full blown boy mama.
0: Yep. You will. Yeah. You will. But you yeah. know what? You know what to do with all that.
1: Yes. And I love them. I love, I mean, little boys love their mamas. So do little girls. But I'm just, I'm super excited to have have two little guys. So it'll be a good thing.
0: Yeah. So you're how how much pregnant are you right this minute? I am 32 weeks pregnant today. And you're due when? I am due October 1st. Oh, well, by the time this podcast comes out, you'll have a baby because this podcast comes out, like I said, November 1st. So that's exciting. Yay. All right. So of course, thirty-two weeks. Cal was born at thirty-five weeks. Was he? So, yeah. So when I was pregnant with Will, when I got to thirty-five weeks, I was like, "All right, well, here we are, time and to have him." And then, so but he was born at thirty-eight weeks. So he was still two weeks early, but I felt like he was three weeks late.
1: Yeah. It does feel that way at the end. I yeah. I look now and go, "Oh my goodness, how my how is where is he going to grow for another 8 weeks? He feels like he should be done." Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> so how has this pregnancy been different than your first with Hudson or has it been?
1: Oh, it has been so much different. So, and just I feel like I went into this pregnancy first of all at such a better, healthier mentally healthier, emotionally healthier, physically healthier, weight, mind, body and spirit. So I think that is a huge difference to begin with. And then, you know, of course, when you start off at a lower weight, I haven't gained nearly as much weight as I did with Hudson, I kind of buried my head in the sand during that pregnancy and would only get weight at the doctor, right. And then even then I'm like, don't tell me that I don't want to know. Just write it down, right? Because I just didn't, I was just so over the moon to be pregnant, finally, that it really didn't matter to me unless I was endangering him. I mean, that sounds terrible that it didn't
0: matter. No, I totally understand. No, I understand weight was not your focus.
1: It was not. It was just having a healthy baby. And so I just kind of put my head in the sand. Hence how I ended up 207 pounds at five, five, you know, on delivery day. So I did know going into this pregnancy, I do not want to approach it that same way. Again, not from a vanity perspective at all, but from a health perspective, because at this point in this pregnancy, I have a toddler to run around after. And I spent a lot of time, you know, loafing and lounging on the couch. There were a lot of downtown Abbey and yeah. Grey's Anatomy and mm. you know laying around
0: and napping and that's just
1: not an option with a toddler. No, it's
0: not. I can remember coming home from school before Will was born. I was pregnant. I think I think that this was before Will was born, but I'd been teaching and Cal was a little bitty. So he was probably 17 months old because I'd gone back to the, the the he was Will wasn't born yet. Lying on the sofa after school and with my eyes closed, I just wanted to rest. And Cal yes. was prying my eyes open with his little tiny <laughs> fingers. He's like, Mama, mama. I'm like, oh no. Or that might yeah, have been right rest. after Will was born and I had a <laughs> newborn that was somewhere right before Will was born or right after Will was born. But he was prying my little eyes open. I'm like, no, leave mama alone, please, uh, for five minutes. No. No nope, there is no break no nope, nope. they
1: have one speed when they are awake, and it is fast and on, yeah, so yeah, I knew that going into this pregnancy that that was not an option, and nor did I want to feel that way. I mean, at the end of the day i I didn't feel good at the yeah. end of my first pregnancy. that's a lot of weight to carry on a five foot five inch. Body. It is. Yeah. And that coupled with the inflammation from my MS, my joints were just shot at the end of that pregnancy. I didn't care. I was having a baby. But this time I knew I don't want to feel that way. And so, having had that experience of fasting for those months and in between my two pregnancies and feeling so incredibly great, just. Energy-wise, sleep-wise, all of the things—that was the hardest part. I know you're going to ask me, like, do you struggle with anything? And the thing I struggled with was having to give up the fasting, finding out that I was pregnant again, because I just felt so good. I didn't want to give that up, but we have to, right? Right. And so it was—it was definitely a struggle to go back to eating smaller meals more frequently throughout the day. And I still do, even at this point, track when I'm eating, just because I get so busy with Hudson that it's so easy. And I had built that fasting Fasting muscle muscle. up. Yeah. So then I'll go, oh my goodness, it's been, you know, however many hours. And just to keep a track on it and keep Mm -hmm. an eye on how I'm. Yeah. And I like the data, you know, I like to have it, but I had decided you're not going to put your head in the sand. So as much as it might impact you, you need to get to a headspace where you realize that Gaining weight during pregnancy is healthy. That means you're having a healthy pregnancy and you're growing a healthy baby. I do take, like I said, a daily weight and then weekly average. I use the happy scale app. I love it. So I love it too. And I had actually reached out to, I'm drawing a blank on his name, Russ Shanahan. I emailed him. He is fabulous. He
0: Really is fabulous. Oh,
1: and he got right back to me and I had asked him about like, how do I adjust this? Because those little mental games you play with yourself I really wanted it to be like a positive line, you know, on there as I'm seeing my weight go back up. Because from the previous months, i had seen it go down, 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 down. And now here we are. And And it's red or like, yeah, and I didn't want to see red. And so he walked me through how to change. You can totally change your settings and your goals and everything. And we talked about pregnancy and how I think he might eventually integrate something. I don't want to hold him to that. Well, I think
0: that's a great idea, Russ, if you're listening.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so I did. And I still put that my daily weight in there and it shows green because we're happy that we're growing a happy, healthy baby, but it has just been slow and steady. And honestly, I think at this point I've gained about 30, 32 Mm -hmm, pounds. mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. about a pound a week, what it averages out to, I mean, it's more than what I wanted. I was hoping to do 25 to 35 for the whole pregnancy, but I feel good. And they're happy with where I'm at. And they're happy with how the baby is growing. And my body is going to do what it's
0: what It's, it's gonna going to do what it's going to Yeah. I gained 40 pounds with Cal. Yeah. And then I'm not even sure how much I gained with Will because I don't really know what I weighed when I got pregnant with him. I, I just can't remember that mm-hmm. number. But I know I got up into the 180s because I was yeah. just eating like crazy that second yeah. pregnancy. I did yeah. not do the second one as well as I did the first one.
1: See? See, so and I think it just depends. It just depends. And it depends, of course, what your baby needs. So, but I will say that I have been much more of an intuitive eater during this pregnancy than I was during my first pregnancy. And so that is kind of a, a, well, it's a direct side effect of me having that fasting history in between my two pregnancies. It's just really helped me to be more more in tune with my body and what my body needs. You know, we went and had pizza the other night and it just wasn't good pizza. And I just, I still, even now, if I'm, I had a piece or two of the pizza and I pushed the rest away and said, Nope, like I'm I know not that, gonna was, waste that I'm not going to waste it. And we got home, we came home, we were up in Greensboro and we got back home and I made myself a fruit plate because that's what I needed. I knew that I, you know, so it's just, it's a totally different experience this time around. Um, and I credit that to having that, that period of fasting and really experiencing the positive non-scale victories that came as, as a result of that in between those two pregnancies.
0: So what were some of those non-scale victories Oh,
1: goodness, goodness, so many. So like I mentioned previously, my energy level was just huge. That was one of my greatest fears getting off of that Adderall that I had originally been on to help combat my fatigue prior to us trying to start to get pregnant with Hudson. I remember I would come home from school from teaching prior to being on the Adderall and I would sit down if I stopped, I could fall asleep sitting up. And so I was very, very hesitant to ever get on any kind of medication to help with fatigue. And finally, my neurologist, who I really trusted and loved at that point, who I saw for the first, I don't know, I mean, well, 10 years that I was diagnosed with MS, he said, Ashley, you've got to take something, you know, this just isn't manageable. And so I did break down and start taking the Adderall. And it really did. It helped. I know people will hear and think, oh, it's like, Souped her up, but it really just well. If you need it, no, up. you
0: you needed it. No, I, no one should judge, yeah, you for taking I, what you needed.
1: You know, it just made it so that I could go in and teach fourth graders all day. Yes, you and need that, home, do all things, and still be able to have dinner and stay up with my husband and visit and all that stuff. So that was a huge fear of mine. After having you know having been on that, is like, what does life look like without that? Right. And so I thought we talked often about, would you ever get back on that after? And I thought, why would I get back on something that was so difficult to get off of? Mm -hmm. So even though that could have been an option in between those two pregnancies to go back on something like that, I thought, I don't ever want to have to come off of that. And we knew we wanted to have another baby. So that was a huge non-scale victory for me. Because you didn't need it,
0: right? I didn't need it. Like I would imagine it's like ketones in your brain were giving your brain that stimulant that you were missing before absolutely
1: and you're talking about a time period being a new mom on your own at home thank goodness hudson was an amazing sleeper Uh, i did i did a sleep training course through this amazing gal i should put a plug for her for any mamas who are struggling for any mamas who are struggling with getting good sleepers because she has programs for from you start not proper sleep training at six weeks, but laying what she calls a strong sleep foundation all the way from that age up till toddler age. So it's never too late. If you think I've broken my child as a sleeper and she's amazing. Her website is taking care of babies, Cara C A R A. And she has an Instagram presence. She's a mama of four. She is a retired pediatric nurse married to a pediatrician. So amazing. So I, I needed did her. her. Cal
0: courses. was awake like every two hours.
1: See, I can't can't even imagine. And Hudson is
0: sleeping through the night at about six weeks old. Will slept through the night at six weeks old. Like I had to go back to school at five weeks and six days because we had moved to a new state and I didn't have any sick leave. (laughs) So, So I went back at five weeks and six days. And the night before I went back was the first night he slept through the night. I'm like, you are the best baby oh. award. Cause it's like, he knew mama had to get up the next day.
1: He did. Yeah. And then you weren't sleeping because you're like, why is my baby sleeping? Is he okay? Is he breathing? Right. But the baby's sleeping. So all of that to say that I still should have been really exhausted. And the fact that I wasn't, so that was number one for me was to have that experience of having this incredible sustained energy that didn't, need to come from a medication was so life altering to me that I mean, that has to be my number one non scale victory. And then I think that the sleep came hand in hand with that as well. I slept better than I had ever been sleeping before. And there again, not something you should be doing as a mom, a new mom, necessarily, who's home by herself, but I was sleeping very well. So those were two major non scale victories for me. And just, I mean, the way even my skin looked versus some of the other diets and things that I had done in the past, it just people would say what, you're glowing still, and you've had this baby, like you're glowing, why are you glowing? And I have to attribute that to intermittent fasting. And I had pretty I mean, I don't know that it's significant. I'm not, not compared to some of these other stories, weight loss, but none of the none of the stretch marks or the sagging skin after I had the baby. That's amazing. Yeah. And so I felt like everything went back to the way it was. And I didn't have... Now, who knows if that'll be the case this
0: second time. I don't think lightning strikes, <laughs> well, strikes twice in the same place. I'm going to want to know. You need to go ahead and let me know because I like after the... When I had Cal, my body went right back pretty fast and I was like back in my, my jeans, you know, a little bit, not too far after that. And then with the second one though, like the minute the pregnancy test was positive, I was like, bam, <laughs> my stomach was like, I'm like, what? I am like, what happened? Right. <laughs> and it never quite went back the same way, but, but right. you're going to be doing intermittent fasting after you've weaned number two. So yes. that may be the deal breaker or the, not deal yeah. breaker, deal changer. Yeah. It may change the whole thing.
1: And if it isn't, yeah. that's okay. I mean, I really don't care. I <laughs> right. don't. I, no. It's all about how I'm feeling and 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 being healthy for these little boys and being able exactly. to run around with them and get up and down off the floor and play and with there's them. There's something and, about
0: that little tiny mama pooch that you're like, yep, that's where they were. It's okay. That's where I I earned them. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, that kind of summarizes that.
0: Well, that's awesome. So you said you share intermittent fasting with others and you always have.
1: Oh, I absolutely do. Anytime that anybody asks, I'm very transparent. I'm 100% an open book. The very first thing I do is always recommend your book that they read it and that they understand the science behind it. I completely advocate for the clean fast. So I don't even bother with Google it or anything. No, just read this book. Seriously, read this book.
0: Because <laughs> yeah, yeah do don't not Google it. it. Do not YouTube it. I mean, no, I, don't Unless do you'd like to YouTube Jen Stevens videos, because I'm on some, I mean, I don't make videos, but I, I have been on, you know, like sure. people who do, <laughs> we'll yeah. put it up. But there's so much confusing information out there. Yeah. And it's not good information. You can find permission to do literally anything you want. Sure you can. If you look on YouTube. <laughs>
1: sure. And it's just, and it just makes it harder for them. It does. And I'd never fasted without clean fasting. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it anyway any other way. Right. So when people ask me about it, that's a non-negotiable, right? And I say, just don't even put yourself through anything else. It's not worth it. But I absolutely share. I don't share out, Public. I'm not posting on my personal Facebook page about it. Although I will say that my plan is now on my online presence where I sell active and athleisure wear, I do plan to do a, a fasting Fridays type of segment and kind of take people through my postpartum journey. Oh, I love that. Because I've had so many people ask me about it in that community and they have seen incredible success where I've had lots of gals reach out to me and ask me about, well, what is it? And so I've thought, should I do a little group and And I thought, no, you're going to have two babies under two at home. You don't have time for another thing. So how can I integrate and incorporate it into this thing I already have and love? And so that seems that's – I'm toying with that idea. I think that's a
0: fantastic idea because – you know, people who are buying athletic and athleisure wear are also going to be focused on wanting to feel their best.
1: Yeah. And intermittent fasting can help
0: with that as well.
1: Sure. And then my biggest, my two biggest victory pat on the back for sharing with them have been my husband and my father, who have both seen such significant life changes from incorporating intermittent fasting into their lifestyles as well. I have, I always say that, my husband is a saint but he truly is he's just i'm i'm pretty high energy pretty type a and he is just the calm to my storm and so he's always been on board bless his heart he's never complained throughout all my crazy diet time you know when we weren't eating carbs when we were eating carbs when we weren't eating full fat and so when i jumped into intermittent fasting i was like he's never going to do this but he really has adopted it and he is like way better, faster. I mean, clearly right now he's. we were talking last night and I would say he probably does more like a, a 24 during the week or a 22, two during the week. And then on the weekends, he opens it up, you know, more of a 18-6. he doesn't track or anything, but he's a big guy, six, three, but he had put on some weight and stuff over the years. And now this is just like a seamless, effortless way for him to kind of maintain a healthy, weight. And I mean, of course, I think he's so handsome. He's my husband, but I mean, and I could care less what he looks like, but the fact that he feels great and he, I mean, he comes home and he gets on the floor with our baby and runs, you know, just, he has the sustain. he feels better than he's ever felt in his life. And so that's incredible. And I have a dad who's 57 years old and he's struggled with horrible back pain and sciatica to the point where he's, in seeing somebody getting injections in his back, and it took him a long time. He finally really adopted it this past March and really committed to it. But he's been watching me and sitting back, and he's like, This has completely changed his life. He's dropped almost 20 pounds. His back is feeling better than it did in his 30s. So those are my two big, you know, that's my pride and joy to be able to share it with yeah. them and know. And I'm that almost they're as old better. as your dad.
0: Almost as old as your dad. <laughs> I just turned fifty three. You would so never like, well, know it. Well, thank you. you. Would <laughs> never ever know it. Seriously, I That's mean, really it's really funny. No, uh, so. Well, it is what it is. We age. That's right. (laughs) I can remember when I I had Cal and my dad was fifty five because I remember we celebrated his fifty fifth birthday and I was already a mom. I'm like, well, okay, I guess that's that makes sense. (laughs) Yes,
1: right. Well, and my dad had wanted to be a grandpa for a long time. I mean, if he had it his way, he probably would have been a grandpa, you know, ten years before I made him a grandpa. But I'm like you
0: just hold off a little bit. So well, I look forward to being a grandmother one day, but not yet. Yeah. yeah. Although, you know, we'll see. Yeah. (laughs) It's good. He
1: lives for that. So he's out here all the time. That's he's retired and he's a he's a full time grandpa now. I love
0: that. So we are almost out of time. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting? Or what do you wish you knew when you first started?
1: Oh, goodness. So I, I thought long and hard about this, because this has been the hardest thing. And I knew it was coming. So what I would tell someone who is first starting out, and what I do tell people who are inquisitive about this lifestyle, I always say, you are already fasting every single day, unless you're getting up in the middle of the night, and you're eating, you are fasting, right? So when they say I could never do that, I say, but you already are, saying that you could never do it is simply not true because you already are. So start slow and be gentle with yourself. But if it's truly a lifestyle that you want to commit to, give yourself that grace and try to be just a little bit better each day. Just try, you know, have a goal and see, see what you can do. And that might look like pushing your break fast, right? That's literally what breakfast means, pushing your break fast back by 15 minutes each day. See how you feel. Pay attention to how you feel physically, right? It shouldn't be difficult. It shouldn't be overwhelmingly challenging. It should feel easy and comfortable.
0: Tweak it till it's easy.
1: Yes, yes. And um, go from there and don't be a creature of habit. Don't get too rigid in the rules of having to fast a certain amount of hours, watching the clock. Really listen to your body and, and let fasting fit into your life, right? Not your life revolve around fasting. Oh, that's huge. that's, That's the beauty of this whole lifestyle is that you don't you are free from those chains of all those previous diets and all those those previous crazy things that we did. So so really embrace that and embrace the flexibility.
0: Well, I have so enjoyed talking to you, Ashley. And thank you Likewise. so much for sharing your story. And I can't wait to hear what happens part two when you, uh, you'll have to come back. I will. You'll make a good part two. Oh, I would love to do a part two. <laughs> oh, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, fasting family, where we will hear another inspiring story.